Hello, 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 or should I say hola, hola, hola from Barranquilla, Colombia, here on the beach. Um, long story behind that, actually. A lot of times I've spoken here about, you know, how you are never 100% secure in any job in corporate America. Well, guess what happened to me just about two and a half weeks ago? Um, Friday after giving in a, being an MC at an event for my company, I'm in my hotel room changing, and I get a call that the initiative I was leading is being um, eliminated. Ergo, my job was eliminated as well on the spot that that very same Friday. Um, not the classiest way to do things, of course, but like everything else, you just gotta take life um, as it comes. And this is exactly what I did. I have um, I had a vacation planned with my family anyway. So I just extended it a little bit and I've been using this time to put the finishing touches on my book and how I plan to promote it and market it and share it with people afterwards. So that's been good. Um, sitting here on a beautiful beach right now with some great background music. Usually I choose my own background music for these things. That won't be necessary right now, of course. But the, the moral of the story here and the message of today is something I tried to preach a lot and I still fell victim to myself, which is that you're never guaranteed a place in your place of employment anytime, anywhere. No one's um, like required. Anyone can be replaced. And, you know, I was doing good things for this company. They just changed directions. Um, wasn't really a good look for the company, of course, because uh, part of what I was doing was uh, inviting C-level executives to an advisory board. And... Um, you know, it wasn't a good look for them to just eliminate it. What worries me most, and what matters to me most, is that it wasn't a good look for me either, because after talking them into it, so to speak, speaking to them of the benefits and how it was gonna help them promote their personal brand through the advisory board and through the great things we we're gonna do in the advisory board, um, we actually stopped it before, before we ever started. And I had literally, two different advisory boards running simultaneously, one for cybersecurity leaders, one for CDAOs, Chief Data and Analytics Officers, um, CISO and CDAO, respectively, and um, about 15 in each. So those 30 people, after giving me their uh, seal of approval and coming on board with me to do this, I had to go back and explain to each one of them that um, it was beyond my control that we weren't gonna do it. The good news is this, is that I still can help them promote their brand, but it just won't be through the vehicle of my ex-company. Um, as I'm launching this book, it resonates with a lot of people. The book is called, I may have mentioned it before, so apologies if I have, C-Level Author, um, Three Steps to Thought Leader, to Legacy Thought Leadership. Excuse me, it's my book and I can't remember the name. So it's C-Level Author, Three steps to legacy thought leadership. Of course, there are influencers who are only concerned about vanity statistics, and there are thought leaders who just want to project their thoughts. A legacy thought leader, by definition, by my definition, um, it's a term I coined, is that because they're concerned about their legacy, they're very concerned about long-term value. They're not concerned about just today's speech, today's article, today's blog. They're concerned about their legacy, which can be translated into their long-term impact or their long-term 
brand, and that are those are things that I cover in the book. So very excited about that. Um, it's resonated with a lot of people, so I will be able to help all of these executives. Each of them is going to get a free book. Um, hope you know. Hopefully, that will compensate them for the time and uh, the deception maybe they felt by not doing this other thing. Uh, I'm going to take a sidebar comment here and speak about another life lesson I had in 2008, 2009, when there was a savings and loan crisis, and that too caused my company at the time, a large multinational company, who I won't name here, of course. I was working um, at a large mobile phone company, large electronics company, and I was head of marketing for Central American and Caribbean. And from, from one moment to the next, they cut out the whole marketing department. And I know everyone has similar stories about this, you know, being told in a text message, being told in an email, finding out in a webinar, finding out in a town hall that their job's been eliminated, a whole department being eliminated, which was a case I lived through eight years prior to that. And I know I'm not the only one, but the truth of the matter is, is that it's bound to happen. We know it can happen and we kind of live with that. But there is a point when we want to rise above that, where we want to kind of take the bull by the horns and be in charge of our own destiny for better or for worse. There are some insecurities about starting your own company, naturally. Um, But as we can see, as I could see from my professional background and I could see from, from family members, friends and colleagues who've all gone through these gauntlets of having to polish up the resume again because economic tides have changed or the organizational changes made in the company or there's a merger or acquisition could happen from any which way um you know people feel a lot of insecurity that way too so the the next best thing then is to go all in on the insecurity and start your own company which could eventually be all the security you need moving forward and so i'm doing that for myself right now And my goal is to use that as a vehicle to help many other people do the same thing, you know, turn what they know, their knowledge into a knowledge business. Um, And once they get their book done, they could turn that into sales, of course, but also many opportunities. And those opportunities being um, speaking engagements, mentoring, coaching, board member roles, um, consultancy jobs. All of those things that people tend to do in their swan song years, in their twilight years, uh, post-professional years, are the doors open to them by writing a book. It gives them credibility, gives them authority. It's actually the best possible calling card, the best possible resume, the best possible sales letter you can ever compose. And it's a book because everything you do in marketing is for people to know, like, and trust you. And what better way to do that from the comfort of their own home or the beach where I'm at right now, where they can read a book about you and see if your ideas resonate with them. See if they connect with your message, see if they connect with your tone, your personality. And from there, maybe they want more. Um, maybe they've learned enough in the book and they can move forward with it, which is, which is what I tried to do in my book. In addition to the book, I actually provide a whole bunch of bonuses, providing um, sources for other providers. And just because I truly believe everyone should get the book that they have inside of them out into the market, get the message they have out inside of them out and distributed to as many ears and eyes as possible. Otherwise, what a shame for that not to be shared, right? What a shame for that never to go beyond, you know, a single person and 
leave at least this plane of life with them. No, I, I, I joke around. I said, you know, your ideas and your knowledge is like money. You can't take it with you. So you might as well invest it, right? So invest those ideas. And a good way to start doing that anyway is using your book as a vehicle. And, um, and that's, that's kind of my just little takeaway right now. And that's something I wanted to share with you today. And then that's it. So as I tune out from you here in Barranquilla, a um, little distracted now because I just saw some very friendly, smiley faces walk by. And just um, when I had that ex- experience in, I was going to say the name, I'm not going to say it, in 2008 when I was let go, 2009 when I was let go simultaneously, to reduce my overhead expenses, I went to Brazil. Um, instead of paying Miami prices, I will wound up paying um, uh, Lagoa de Concepcion, uh, Florianopolis prices. And I had a two-bedroom apartment for what amounted to about $400 a month. And food prices are super inexpensive there too. So I was eating well and living well for a fraction of what it would have cost me in Miami. Lowering my overhead, learning Portuguese, learning kite surfing. And that period of my life I called, if the economy gives you lemons, make caipirinhas now because of this company and their bad taste and their bad judgment and bad approach to cutting ties with me so quickly or cutting ties to his advisory board so quickly and suddenly luckily i was able to leverage that bounce back and this new chapter of my life is if a bad company gives you lemons Add them to your Agua Ardiente, which is one of the national drinks here. Agua Ardiente, I love it. Worthwhile on the beach, on the rocks, with a little bit of lime, lemon, and you're good to go. So if, if a company gives you lemons, add it to your Agua Ardiente. And with that, I'm going to leave you. Till next time, take care. Bye-bye.